Hello and welcome to a Tuesday morning edition of the Commute Podcast. It's Mike Zeke. This podcast is hosted by Chris Single, but Chris has been unavoidably detained and frankly we're worried for his safety. So all you've got's a little old me. We're here about to make a left onto the freeway. Always an exciting time of day. The only question is, how many light cycles will it take for me to actually get on the freeway? It's an unprotected left turn. Riveting stuff, I know. It's a strong start to the podcast. I want to start this morning by talking about a little football club you may have heard of. Go by the name of Tottenham Hotspur. There's, uh, there's quite the title race going on in the English Premier League, and it's pretty exciting if I, if I do say so myself. I have not traditionally been much of a Premier League soccer fan, but I'll tell you, once you pick a squad and begin to get into following them on a week-to-week basis, it really does become one of the more enjoyable sporting leagues I've had the chance to watch. A lot of that's determined by the point structure. The way the Premier League works for the uninitiated is you get three points for a win, one point for a tie, so both clubs get one point for a tie, and then you get zero points if you if you lose outright. And what that does is over the course of a season it creates a structure where in order to win the league you really just have to play consistently and stretch runs are important you know you have to really uh, focus down the stretch and make sure that you're gonna you know finish strong as a club but uh, three points at the beginning of the season are just as valuable as three points at the end Uh, unlike American leagues it does not have a playoff system so the real key is just getting to the top of the table and staying there for for the duration and I don't know it makes it makes for exciting viewing I'll give you a case in point that's from this season a club called Leicester City who were 5,000 to 1 odds to win the title this year have been atop the table for the majority of the season and it really is one of the better sporting stories we've had the chance to see here in the last few years just in terms of a club that was a true nobody coming out and dominating a league from the very beginning. It would be like the Miami Dolphins going 16-0 and or something like that in the NFL. So it's been very interesting, but in the last few weeks, and when I say last few, I mean let's say the last five, six, seven weeks, it's been a real title race between Tottenham Hotspur, my club, and Leicester City. And you know, it, it fluctuates in, in kind of an interesting way based on that point structure. So you'll have uh, <clears throat> Leicester was up five points for a little while, and then Tottenham had a draw and Leicester had a win, so they go up seven. And then Tottenham loses a game and Leicester wins, and they go up ten. And, you know, then Tottenham begins to kind of crawl back, and, and it really becomes way more dependent on what Leicester's going to do. They're in the driver's seat. If they if they win out, they have won the league. But if they falter here at the at the very end, it could make for some interesting stuff. I bring this all up today because Tottenham's playing excellent football. They kicked the crap out of Stoke City last night uh, in in uh, a game that was 4-0 Tottenham. 
Uh, and in what has become relatively frequent fashion for them, they, for Tottenham, they uh, were only up one goal until a flurry sort of in the middle of the second half and they, they put three in. But they're just a fun team to watch. I know this is uh, ostensibly a technology, media, life in the 21st century podcast, but I don't know. It's, uh, this, this football thing's got a hold on me. They've got some, some quality characters. It's a Harry Kane, one of the best strikers in the league, and a young, uh, young guy named Deli Alley who just has a, a magical way of finding Kane and a whole host of other characters that's fun to watch. I have, uh, I, I don't consider myself a, a real sports guy. I think it's part of why I'm talking about this on this, in this forum is I, I love sports, but I was always the kid that fumbled names and couldn't quite put together all the pieces. It just never came naturally to me as, as a young man. And as I grow older, that still remains the case. I'm, I'm frankly not as sharp with the ins and outs and the details and uh, the personalities as I could be, but I think there's uh, there's a lot of joy to be had from watching a squad that you've followed for some time do well, and that's it's been fun in the last uh, last couple of years between Tottenham Hotspur and my boys, the Kansas City Royals, which you probably know I'm a little little obsessed with. If, uh, if you don't, just listen to this podcast. I can't avoid talking about them. So you'll, you'll, you'll know soon enough. But, uh, but yeah, I do think it's interesting. If we're going to talk about the media environment, part of it is just the accessibility of these things that, uh, that has really changed my ability to engage with them. In the 1990s, if you wanted to watch... Uh, the Kansas City Royals, you had to be seated in front of your TV at 7 p.m. or stay up until 10 if they were playing on the West Coast. I guess 9 o'clock would be the start uh, if they were playing on the West Coast. And you had to follow the box scores in the paper. And that's all nostalgic and wonderful in its own way. But it's a far cry from what we have now, which is more or less 24-7 streaming access to every single game that these clubs play. Uh, The Royals are, of course, accessible via MLB.tv, which if you haven't looked into the story of baseball advanced media, I I highly recommend it. It's it's a fascinating, fascinating story. The Verge did a good piece on it before The Verge became 100% clickbait. And it was just an in-depth report on how baseball advanced media developed. It turns out that in the early 2000s, baseball was sort of a perfect storm of factors that led to, in some ways, the birth of online video streaming as we know it, and because of that, the technology that baseball developed to stream its games all over the world is some of the most advanced streaming video technology on planet Earth, and they license it to the likes of HBO for their HBO Now streaming service and uh, some other folks. And it's just, uh, it's a fascinating story. Highly recommend you dig into it. I'm, I'm not going to uh, pretend that I know all the details and ins and outs. It's been a year or two since I've read this piece, but it is a, a great story if you, if you want to go back and look. But you've got that on the one hand, and then as 
soccer has become more popular on, uh, you know, in the American, in the American, in the colonies, uh, we have done a pretty decent job. It's taken forever, but we've done a pretty decent job of finding homes for that sort of thing. I suppose what I mean is at present NBC sports covers all British premier league games. They have the exclusive rights stateside to the league, but I'll be darned if they don't do a great job of covering it. You can get just about every premier league game streamed live and with an ability to replay the matches in full if you're an NBC Sports cable subscriber. And that's a pretty powerful thing, especially given the time difference. You know, one of the challenges for American fans who want to watch European football since time immemorial has been you think it's bad staying up until 9 p.m. to even begin a baseball game and staying up till midnight to to watch it. Try, you know, being up at 5.30 to watch British British soccer, 5.30 a.m. Or, um, and that's if you can find it. You know, it, it used to be available, if at all, only on satellite TV. And, you know, you'd have to go to a bar to, to, to at 5.30 in the morning. So you gotta, you know, there was, and those aren't, you know, hideous barriers to entry if you're really interested in watching a football game. But, if you're a casual fan, it can be pretty daunting to look up the local supporters club, figure out where they meet, understand that it's at 5.30 in the morning on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then trudge your way over there to meet with uh, a bunch of uh, unknowns to watch the football club you support. That's, that's a high barrier to entry to watch a silly soccer game. But now with this this live streaming technology, you can you can watch it in from the comfort of your office, which is what I what I did yesterday. Sorry, work. I promise I did work the rest of the day, and it, most of it was over the lunch hour anyway. But it is just a fascinating time and uh, a true success story in my mind in terms of how engagement, the ability to engage, can can really drive brand loyalty. Uh, you know, and, and all those other things. It's one of those, I, I, I've nominally been a Tottenham Hotspur supporter since, I don't know, 2005, 2004, but it becomes pretty difficult to, to follow through on that when you're a semi-sports-loving schlub in, uh, on the west coast of uh, these United States, and the games are at wonky times and all that sort of thing, but uh, lo and behold, ten years on, we've got uh, we've got solutions to those problems. I don't know what the lesson is there, other than making content available tends to uh, to really drive uh, engagement in a pretty powerful way. Um, you know, I, it, it's it's the story for me is yeah, I like that club, but I watch them play maybe once a year. And in the last couple of years since this NBC Sports deal, I've been able to watch more games uh, in a season than I than I had probably in my entire life combined up to that point. So we really are living in a global village and the football is cracking. So that's, uh, that's a breakdown for you this morning. We got a slightly longer pod this morning. My commute is a little bit longer because it's happening at a blessedly later time. 
We're uh, just coming up on 9 o'clock here on the West Coast, and that means it's almost noon in Grand Rapids, which means our friend Stick is having lunch. Let's go to the phones. Stick, what are you having for lunch? Oh, we don't have phones. Okay, my producer's telling me we don't have phones. What, I don't have a producer? Oh, that's unfortunate. So, I'm sure you're loving my shtick, but as, uh, as fun as that is, we're gonna give that right up. I don't know, we're still, we're still finding our way, team. It's only my fourth one of these. I can't, I can't promise you that it's all gonna be gold. As we, uh, as we approach the office here, I'm, I'm kinda, yet again, lost for another topic, but, uh, I don't know. I think we've covered some relatively interesting territory. Seriously, go check out that uh, that BAM piece. If I can find it, I'll I'll link to it in the uh, in the description of the pod, so you uh, you can have easy access there. But it's it's one of the best pieces on sort of the the fundaments of a technology that's come to reshape our world. I've I've read in a long time. Wildly accessible and. Uh, also, just a great story. These guys beat YouTube to the punch. I mean, they, they have been doing this for longer and better than just about everybody else on planet Earth. And it's uh, it's a pretty fascinating story of, of, you know, the baseball nerds that could. So I'll probably leave you with that. I'm just pulling on to, uh, on to work right now. And, uh, you know, hope you guys have enjoyed it. I'll talk to you in the next one. Peace.